What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Wrestling with Jonners. This is episode 62, and uh, this is an episode where we're going to be previewing, previewing, give you all of our thoughts and predictions ahead of tomorrow's NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff show. Um, so a lot to look forward to there. It's going to be a big show on the WWE Network, of course. And for those of you that uh, live in the UK and are lucky enough to going to be traveling to Cardiff tomorrow, the Motor Point Arena, to see TakeOver Cardiff in the flesh, it's going to be a fantastic show. And I'm going to be there in amongst the, the thousands of people that are going to be watching uh, some, of the, some of the best talent across Across UK and Europe featured in NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff. So we will be doing our predictions and running down the entire card later on in the episode, along with our guest host, who I will introduce very, very soon. Uh, but today, um, as normal on a Thursday or Friday, we normally uh, cover this week's episode of NXT UK on the WWE Network and this week's episode of NXT. Uh, but before all of that, just to throw out our social media plugs, so you know where to find us. If you're on Twitter and you want to reach out to us on Twitter, you can do. Our Twitter handle is at withjohners underscore pod. We're on Instagram. Uh, instagram.com forward slash wrestling with John so go and catch up with us there and of course our ever popular and fun and interactive Facebook community page go on to Facebook and search wrestling with John and of course if you enjoy listening to this podcast please don't forget to hit like hit subscribe share and shout about the wrestling with John podcast this is your only podcast for all of your weekly NXT NXT UK WWE AEW and all round pro wrestling needs so please spread the word tell your friends and tell your family and help us to grow this this podcast i really enjoy what we do on this podcast um this is the, the second podcast in two days uh yesterday i uh dropped an episode uh, which was our, our aw all out pay-per-view predictions episode and I spoke passionately for nearly an hour about all the matches that will be taking place tomorrow night. Also, uh, live um, on, uh, I think it's on ITV uh, box office. So uh, catch AEW All Out there. But before that, listen to my podcast, the AEW All Out prediction show the preview episode episode 61 in the archives um, as your companion piece to aw all out to get you ready for the big show tomorrow night um, and if i haven't mentioned before i will do again uh, wrestling with john is now selling merchandise we're selling t-shirts mugs phone cases uh, if you go to teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash wrestling with johnners purchase before the end of august you've only got today and tomorrow to get 10 percent off your purchase um so uh yes it will be delivered um the first week or two of september but if you purchase either today or tomorrow you'll get 10 percent off there will be other similar offers happening later on in the year possibly as we get closer to christmas um but uh yeah we've got a good range of wrestling with john's merchandise and t-shirts there and just to give you a quick overview of our podcast schedule of course yesterday uh the 29th of august uh, we dropped the AEW all out uh, prediction show so please go out and listen to that today uh, Friday the 30th of August we're doing our NXT NXT UK recap show and also our road to take over Cardiff preview prediction show um, along with our guest host on Sunday I'll be dropping two episodes of the podcast firstly our AEW double or nothing episode where I'll have Ash Thornton and uh, uh, sorry Ash Crawford and Chris Thornton joining me uh, for the AEW pay-per-view show um, all out and of course Ash and Chris joined me on the Double or Nothing episode back in May so you may be familiar with their efforts there they'll be joining me on Sunday and Sunday afternoon I'll be joined by David Anderson we'll be 
covering NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff in great detail. And of course, David Anderson is going to be there. I will no doubt bump into him tomorrow afternoon ahead of the show. But another person that's going to be there uh, watching the show, along with uh, his crew coming down from uh, Milton Keynes to Cardiff, uh, will be none other than Kieran Reid. So Kieran Reid is our guest host this week that's going to be helping us to cover all the shows and our predictions for TakeOver Cardiff a bit later on. So Kieran, welcome and thank you for uh, helping us out with the podcast again. Uh, great to have you back on board. Thank you. Great to be back. Can't be more excited to get this podcast under the belt, get ready for yeah. tomorrow. Um, obviously, there's a few things we've got to talk about with what's happened on previous shows. Um, brilliant build up for what we're about to talk about and just really, really excited to be back and really excited to talk about something I'm going to go watch live. Excellent. So you're going to be there um, with uh, with your with your girlfriend or fiance and uh, Ashley Clements. We spoke to Ashley. He was on the podcast last week, and I'll be getting to meet the three of you tomorrow. So yeah, let's get excited about uh, NXT UK Takeover Cardiff. This is it will be the second takeover to have taken place under the NXT UK uh, umbrella. The first of which was um, early January this year uh, where there was a, an excellent show uh, with a fantastic main event, Pete Dunne versus Joe Coffey. Um, and we'll talk more about uh, certainly Joe Coffey, who's in a featured match in Cardiff a little bit later on. But uh, Kieran, uh, you, you've been a busy guy. You've been to a wedding recently and uh, you've been uh, kind of keeping up to date with all of your NXT and NXT UK. Um, you've, you've been a bit of a busy guy. Tell us a little bit about your, la your last couple of weeks. Have you been to any wrestling shows recently or what are your plans for wrestling shows over the next few weeks or few months? So obviously I've not been not been to any wrestling shows since I was last on. Um, reluctantly, but unfortunately there was a progress show last weekend that I've on the same day that I had a wedding to go to um, so obviously priorities come first, wedding first um, but obviously as you know and as I've spoken about before on the podcast I've got two big shows coming up in the middle of September with National Natural Progression Series for Progress and then obviously Progress's big show of the year, still chasing at Alexander Palace the day after uh, looking forward to that um, obviously got tomorrow's show as well and it's just working, trying to fund all of my, my little adventures <laughs> that I like to go on. Yeah, as, as we were talking <clears throat> off air about, uh, you know, all these wrestling shows, they're just awesome to go to. And uh, if you're a big wrestling fan like Kieran, he loves his progress, um, loves going to all the shows, um, especially, uh, I think, uh, Alexander Palace and... Um, uh, what, what's the other popular venue for progress in London? It's um, Electric Ballroom. You got it. Yes. Yes. The electric ballroom. And, and you kind of go to a lot of them shows and uh, you do travel backwards and forwards from Milton Keynes to, to London quite a bit to follow progress. Um, but uh, yes, it does get quite expensive, especially when you factor in travel, when you factor in possibly merchandise, food and drink for the day. Uh, but yes, you're definitely dedicated to the cause and you're a big Progress fan. So I love talking to you about Progress. And hopefully the next time we have you on after this week's episode, of course, we'll be able to talk about uh, possibly one or two of the Progress shows that you will have been to uh, in between. Um, but uh, should we crack on and talk about NXT UK or this week's episode of NXT UK anyway? Um, so it kicked off with a match between Ilya Dragunov and Tyson T-Bone. So the last time we saw Dragunov, um, it was in a losing effort against Cassius Ono a few weeks ago in what was a 
very hard-hitting match uh, with a surprising loss for Ilya Dragunov, uh, bearing in mind that he's only had a few matches prior to that on NXT UK. Um, tonight, Ilya's going up against a wrestler who's been with NXT, been with the NXT brand uh, since day one, Tyson T-Bone. So you may remember that Tyson T-Bone has been a regular feature on NXT UK TV uh, on the WWE Network, but he was also in the... WWE United Kingdom Championship Tournament back in January 2017 and he's kind of been with the brand ever since. Uh, no real uh, accomplishments for Tyson T-Bone but definitely popular with the NXT UK crowd. Uh, in this match, uh, Dragunov is his usual very intense self as he connects with a leaping sent on for the first two count of the match. Uh, Tyson T-Bone then gets a two count of his own from a, a wicked right hand before dropping Ilya with a running crossbody uh, before connecting with a brutal uh, high angled suplex on Ilya. Um, in doing so, firmly taking control of the match certainly for, for that time. Dragunov connects with a running clothesline in the corner before delivering a stiff lariat for a two count of his own. Um, after delivering a, a stiff right hand, Tyson T-Bone runs shoulder first into the ring post. Um, so Dragunov kind of swiftly uh, ducking the, 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 the onslaught there from Tyson T-Bone with T-Bone going shoulder first in the ring post, allowing Dragunov um, to hit a uh, top rope sent on onto his opponent, followed by his torpedo Moscow finisher for the one, two, three pinfall victory. So Tyson T-Bone did manage to get in a fair bit of offense during this match. However, Dragunov used all of his cunning and all of his pace and intensity to defeat his bigger opponent in another decent opener. Um, so yeah, a good way to start this week's NXT. Um, Kieran, you've seen Ilya Dragunov live uh, once or twice. Uh, give us your thoughts on this match and um, you know how well you thought it went. So I'd like to just take a second to actually give some credit to Tyson T-Bone. Definitely. Um, obviously, we've not seen him on NXT UK for a little while now. Um, obviously, he's been wrestling as a tag team with Saxon Huxley. Yeah. Um, but to see him back as an independent wrestler and actually seeing what he can actually do, um, he is a brilliant wrestler. Um, I've actually got him on Facebook as well. Um, he is... He, if you ever meet the guy, nice nice as pie in person obviously he's playing a gimmick on tv um he does look very intimidating in person but he's always <laughs> up for a chat. It looks a, he's a very big dude isn't he he's a big guy yeah <laughs> um no it was nice to see him actually get a good showing and against Elia as well um yeah so it seems to me like they're playing Elia as kind of like the underdog sort of thing um so he takes a bit of a paste in and then comes back at the end with a few shots in the middle Personally, not how I would book Elia, but in the same breath, I'm not part of WWE Creative, so what yeah, I really... it's, it's interesting, Kieran. I was thinking exactly the same, to be honest with you. And um, as much as I kind of love what Ilya, Ilya does in the ring, and I love his intensity, I love his entrance music and his entrance, and um, I, I just love his kind of really, you know, balls to the wall intensity, fast-paced action. But is he is he quite connecting with the audience yet? Uh, maybe it's because he hasn't had that kind of feud yet with somebody to really give him, um, you know, that name value or to connect with the fans. But uh, what do you think? I mean, I, I personally don't think he's quite clicked with the audience just yet. Um, and maybe he's just missing that something or maybe he's missing that kind of clash or that big match or that star making match or maybe that feud with with somebody on the roster that can, um, um, I don't know, bring out his personality a bit more. What's your thoughts on that? So for me, I think it's a lot of 
So I've always had this theory that British fans, they, they do their education, they do their studying, and they do their research before they go to a show. So they know the wrestlers they're going to see. I feel like the crowds that Ely has been performing in front of have just kind of brought tickets for the experience of going to watch a live show. And if they actually watched any of this stuff, like his stuff versus Walter at WXW, stuff like yeah. that, you, you wouldn't you wouldn't have to have him reconnect with the NXT UK fans. They would they'd watch that and they'd be like, oh my god, this guy's badass. And for me, I don't I don't know I don't know if it's the NXT UK brand isn't bringing the right sort of fans. You'd see a complete difference tomorrow at um, Cardiff because I know for a fact that pretty much all of the Progress Ultras, which are the guys that go every single month there's a lot going to tomorrow right so if in a dark match he comes out the place will probably erupt because those guys love him and i couldn't agree more um for big few to give him some name name uh, i don't know maybe for like a mid-card sort of thing maybe you'd chuck pete in there for a bit have them for like a free yeah three stages match so see one gets the pin the other one gets the pin then ends with how it does with that you don't actually need to give Elia the two wins to make him win that feud if that makes sense yeah because you've got Pete Pete's got the name value so you know if Pete's going into a feud of someone that's not for the strap or against Walter Pete's pretty much going to pick it up um but it seems to me like Pete's wandering off to LXT for a bit now anyway um wouldn't surprise me if you see him about, but um, yeah, I don't know. Big names on the card currently. I mean, you could feud him. I would have personally feuded him with Cassius. Cassius is that big name. He's well travelled. He's got himself legacy. Everyone knows who Cassius Ono is. Slash Chris Hero. Um, well, Ilya's going to want his uh, win back, isn't he? He's going to want to get his win back at some point. So I'm sure that we'll get a rematch between the two. Um, so hopefully we, we do see an opportunity to see the two of them again at some point in the future. Um, but so do you think Ilya would drag would, would benefit from having maybe a, a manager or maybe align himself with somebody to be a mouthpiece for him? Maybe, maybe kind of part of the connection thing or part of the um, personality thing is the fact that you, you don't hear him talk much, you know, I think he was interrupted in the middle of a promo by Cassius Ono uh, a few weeks back, which then led to their match. Um, but uh, maybe it's kind of the, the verbal thing that's not quite clicking at the moment. You don't see him do much on the mic. So would he benefit from aligning himself with another, uh, maybe a stable mate, for example, or possibly have a manager? What, do you, what are your thoughts on that? Potentially, but because of, obviously you've got Imperium there now and, uh, maybe, well, there was something yeah. I was going to drop a bit later on about um, something happening, which we haven't okay. covered yet in the podcast. So maybe maybe I'll drop what I think a little bit later on when we bring it up. We'll save that to later. But uh, Ilya Dragunov uh, getting a victory there against Tyson Tebow. Uh, then we get a video package hyping up the NXT UK Women's Championship match uh, between current champion Tony Storm and once best friend, now bitter enemy, Kaylee Ray. Uh, we saw again the excellent promo from Kaylee Ray from last week's episode where she told Tony Storm uh, that she was the reason her family and friends and ex-boyfriend abandoned her and she was the reason why her father walked out on her when she was just a little girl. This match is going to be a hot one. 
I can't wait for this one. Um, and I can't wait to talk more about it um, between these two in our predictions segment a little bit later on. Then we get a video promo from Jack Gallagher asking who is the better wrestler himself or Cassius Ono. Um, as the last time these two uh, went uh, at it on uh, NXT UK TV, Cassius Ono pinned Jack Gallagher, um, but with Jack's foot underneath the bottom rope. Um, so th- their rematch will be happening on NXT UK next week. Uh, it makes me think, and this is probably something that we'll talk about a bit later, but there's obviously going to be dark matches recorded before the main show tomorrow. Uh, and I'm wondering if this will be a dark match um, that will take place tomorrow in Cardiff, because I've checked through um, all of the matches that took place in Plymouth, and this one uh, didn't uh, appear to be uh, recorded in Plymouth. So I'm guessing that it's going to be recorded tomorrow before the main show. I could be wrong with that. Um, but nonetheless, Jack Gallagher versus Cassius Ono will be an excellent match. And uh, we will get to cover that on next week's episode of Wrestling with Jonas. Then we got our second match of the night. Uh, Oliver Carter making his debut against Joseph Connors. Um, so this is the debut for Oliver Carter, who's had a couple of uh, hype videos over the last week or so. And uh, Oliver Carter strikes with a stiff forearm uppercut to start the match. However, Joseph Connors strikes, strikes back with several stiff blows of his own across Carter's chest. Connors gets a two count from a strong lariat before delivering a reverse snap mare. And uh, Connors is looking good in the opening few minutes of this match. Carter then fights back with an enziguri and a pair of flying knees. Uh, then a, a meteora uh, to the chest before getting a close near fall from a reverse kick to the face of his opponent. Carter then misses a lion salt, allowing Joseph Connors to drive Carter down and out with his don't look down finisher. Uh, the match did get a little sloppy at stages, in my opinion. However, Joseph Connors did pick up the win, and it was refreshing to see the NXT UK original Joseph Connors take home a victory against the debutante Oliver Carter. So, what were your thoughts on this? Uh, what did you think of uh, Oliver Carter in his debut? And um, a bit of a, a resurgence of Joseph Connors uh, getting a victory after having quite a, a run of losses, to be honest with you. And uh, he, he's definitely an impressive wrestler. I've never really been one uh, big been a bit big fan of Joseph Connor's character or personality, um, but his, his strength is definitely in the ring um, and you know between those ropes. So, what are your thoughts on this match? And uh, I'd be interested to know your thoughts on Joseph Connor's as well, and uh, what you think this match did for his career in NXT UK. So, in my honest opinion, um, Joseph Connor's not a fan, not a fan of him at all. Um, I just don't. <laughs> I'm just not connecting with the gimmick, I guess. Um, and yeah, he's a bit one-dimensional, uh, personality-wise, I think. Yeah, it's just, I, I'm a sociopath, pretty much. And it's not... If you want someone to get over, that's not how you get over with the crowd. If you're going to be a bit more evil and a bit more vindictive, then it's... It's hard to put into words, because obviously it's my personal opinion. Um, there's probably people out there that love Joseph Connors, and if they do, please try and convince me otherwise to why I should like him. But for me, I just think, as you said, his character is one-dimensional. He, he's His in-ring style isn't very different either, so he doesn't really change how he wrestles. He, he just brawls and then hits his signature and then hits his finisher. It's, it's like a British John Cena, but with less moves. Um, <laughs> and for me, it's it's... 
I don't think he should have won that match, my honest opinion. They put so much emphasis on Johnny Saint thinking this guy is going to be the next best thing. And like you said, the match was sloppy. I didn't really get into it as a match, to be honest. I was kind of just like, uh, whoever wins, is it really going to make a difference? Mm. Um, Joseph Connor's lost so many matches now that I honestly forgot he actually wrestled for NXT UK. Because um, you don't see him. And there's got to be a reason to that. They wouldn't not put someone on the show because they don't have the, the depth at the minute. Yeah, and they've done it so many times with Joseph Connors where you think they, they, they're going to start to get behind him. They give him the odd win. And then the next week or a couple of weeks later, he loses again. So all of his momentum has been lost. Um, but uh, yeah, he's, he's definitely a wrestler that needs kind of a... Um, a makeover or maybe maybe a new gimmick or you know maybe to align himself with somebody uh i think you said earlier that he's been tagging quite a lot um he's been doing a few tag matches recently i know that uh but but he he, he doesn't you said he's a sociopath he doesn't seem to get on well with others and i think he's told us the same in promos as well so uh, definitely an interesting character uh, an interesting individual um but it's, it's yeah it's not uh Plain and simple with Joseph Connors. Like I say, he's okay as a wrestler. I think as a personality, quite one-dimensional. He's got a, a lot of work to do to uh, make a believer out of yourself, by the sounds of it, and myself included. Um, but uh, then we get a clip, um, and it's a clip that's been doing the rounds on the internet over the last few days. We see Cesaro getting ready to jump on a plane and uh, take a more hands-on approach at NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff, or so he tells us in his own words. Cesaro will be in Cardiff. But the big question is, in what capacity? There have been uh, so many rumours going around that he might be in a special attraction match against Pete Dunne, with uh, Pete Dunne kind of replying to Cesaro's tweet saying, all right, mate. Um, there have also been rumours that he might join forces with former tag team partner Cassius Ono. And at this stage, it's just pure speculation. Uh, but it's fun to guess. And we're going to talk more about Cesaro and what parts he might have to play in TakeOver Cardiff tomorrow, a little bit later on. Um, then we got our next match, and this is the, the main event of this week's NXT UK, and it's Kenny Williams versus Jordan Devlin. Now, in recent weeks, Jordan Devlin has been complaining that he's not on the card for TakeOver Cardiff, and tonight um, he's in a match against the lucky and Kenny Williams, uh, but it's still not a match on the TakeOver card. Uh, Williams gets the first two count of the match from a crafty roll-up, but uh, Devlin... Then um, appearing to have had enough of Williams um, rolls to the outside and starts to walk to the back only for Williams to catch hold of the Irish ace and bring him back into the ring and bring in the fight to Jordan Devlin. However, Devlin punishes Williams by driving him into the barriers at ringside before Houston Williams up into the torture rack. Jordan appears to fire up Williams after a penalty kick to his back, um, following up with a wrecking ball drop kick and a second dive through the ropes onto his opponent on the outside. Williams is alert enough to block a Spanish fly from Jordan Devlin that would have been devastating on the outside. Instead, Williams gets another two count from a top rope flying back elbow. Devlin is able to reverse a, uh, a case of Dora by Williams into a brutal high-angled German suplex, and that did look pretty painful. And then in the move of the match, Devlin catches um, a, a running Williams with a Spanish fly uh, on the fly, you could say, in the centre of the ring for a close near fall. 
Then, with Devlin prone on the top turnbuckle, Williams slingshots himself back into the ring with a stunning Hurricane Rana for another close near fall. Devlin then gets a two count from a brilliant moonsault onto the back of Kenny Williams. Uh, the end of the match is forthcoming as Devlin delivers his awesome Devlin side CO2 suplex or high angled backdrop driver, whatever you want to call it, um, for the win. So Jordan Devlin, he's been on a, a massive winning streak for a long time now, Kieran. I know that we're both massive fans of Jordan Devlin and uh, another person that we're going to be talking about a bit later on. But uh, surprisingly not on the uh, takeover Cardiff card. So we've kind of, you know, cut to the chase uh, here and now about Jordan Devlin. Uh, why is it that you think he's not on the takeover Cardiff card? I know if you've got any kind of any uh, ideas on a role he might play at Cardiff at all, you know, if he does show up, um, is he going to interfere in any of the matches? Do you think that he's going to include himself into a match um, as a, as an extra person, for example, turning a, um, a singles match into a triple threat? What's your thoughts on uh, Jordan Devlin? What's your thoughts on this match and the role that he might play in Cardiff, if at all? So I'd love to see him at Cardiff. Um, but I'm going to talk about the match first and then I'll do my speculations. Um, so it was nice to see Kenny get used properly, shall we say. Um, he's got this whole lucky thing, and his his whole gimmick is to frustrate his opponents with his his quickness, and that's what he did with Devlin, and they told the story really really well. So obviously you, you could see in the match Devlin was getting frustrated. Everything Devlin did, he had a counter for. So the storytelling in that match was brilliant. The, obviously the right person went over, as you know, massive Devlin fan have to be. Um, you can't not fault Devlin and his in-ring work. It's nice to see a bit more of a heel side to Devlin, um, which makes me think maybe, just maybe, you can see him insert himself potentially in the main event. Let's face it, Walter, Tyler, Jordan Devlin, triple threat main event at Cardiff Takeover. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty tasty, but isn't it? <laughs> I, can't, I can't see that happening just because... If they were going to do that, they already booked it and put some hype on it, let's say. Um, I could see him potentially coming down and attacking the winner, making himself potentially the next number one contender. Yeah. And more building a heel character. I think Devlin as a face is brilliant, but I think Devlin as a heel is even better. Um and you saw a lot more of that in this match with Kenny Williams as well. He, he seemed to be a little bit more darker than what he usually is. And I like that from Devlin because he does more unpredictable things and he's got the ability to do it. Um, so, yeah, for me, talking about how I want him to get involved, make it a triple threat. And I think everyone will erupt in that place. Have him come down and interfere and attack the winner. Even better, the, the place will erupt as well. Either what mm. way we see Devlin pop up some point in that show, everyone's going to be happy. Yeah. Well, I'm going to I'm going to talk a little bit later on about where I think Jordan Devlin might appear, but uh, I do think he's going to make an appearance tomorrow. I mean, you wouldn't have Jordan Devlin on pretty much every episode of NXT UK and not have him on the biggest show of the year, uh, Takeover Cardiff. So uh, I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about where I think Jordan Devlin might uh, make an appearance in Cardiff tomorrow a little bit later on, but. Uh, I've got to fully echo your sentiments regarding Kenny Williams. I thought he put in a hell of an effort, a hell of a show here against uh, uh, Jordan Devlin. 
got in a lot of offense. I really like Kenny Williams' style. I like his high-flying maneuvers, a uh, bit of a daredevil. Um, but uh, I like his gimmick, uh, like his in-ring work and thought he, he put in a, a really good shift here against uh, Jordan Devlin. And all in all, it was an excellent match and possibly you could say the best match that Kenny Williams has had um, since uh, being on NXT UK. We've seen him quite a bit in tag team matches with uh, Amir Jordan, um, but uh, yeah, he's not had too singles competitor on NXT UK and I think that this was possibly his best singles match uh, against Jordan Devlin this past week but um, following this match we then get a full recap of what brings us to the main event uh, for Saturday at TakeOver Cardiff taking us all the way back to when Walter first won the championship against Pete Dunne at TakeOver New York in early April through to the inception of Imperium um, the battle between British Strong Style and Imperium earlier on in the year now through to the surprise appearance from Alexander Wolf bringing an end to that match we reminded of the brutal beatdown of Tyler Bate from Imperium and the WWUK champion Walter as well with Trent Seven handcuffed to the turnbuckle uh, crying out for his friend who who was uh, completely helpless and unable to help Tyler Bate, who was laying lifeless uh, on the outside of the ring. Then we get a fully recovered Tyler Bate reappearing in Plymouth to sneak attack Walter, eventually managing to dispose of each member of Imperium before being able to drop Walter with his Tyler Driver 97 on last week's episode. And I can't wait for that main event, whether it's including Jordan Devlin or not. I think Tyler Bate and Walter um, as a standalone match is going to be amazing and I'm sure like me Kieran you saw Tyler Bates match against Walter at uh, Hello Wembley uh, the progress show at the end of uh, pretty much a year to the day to be honest with you that they had that match um, at Wembley and um, I mean that match then was, was brutal and but Tyler Bates definitely put in a hell of a, a fight and it was a, a, a proper typical David versus Goliath match in Wembley and I think that's the sort of battle we're going to get tomorrow in Cardiff at the Motor Point Arena um, and then uh, we get the grizzled young veterans come out to close the show with microphones in hand. Then they're followed by Gallus, um, who are soon joined um, by the, uh, uh, the South Wales subculture, the uh, Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster, of course. Uh, it turns into an all-out brawl between these three teams. Uh, and this week's show goes off the air with Gallus and uh, GYV beating the living hell out of one another as Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster uh, look on from down below on the canvas. Um, not a not a very uh, flattering way to end the show as far as they're concerned, uh, but definitely the point got across that uh, those three teams are definitely up for their match uh, tomorrow in Cardiff. And um, I, I said all along, and I said in last week's episode with Ashley, that uh, it definitely gives that kind of underdog uh, babyface vibe to Morgan and uh, and Andrews, and uh, they're going to be going into the matches as uh, clear underdogs. Uh, but uh, could it be their time to shine? Could it be the day for the underdog to uh, uh, rise and possibly have their moment in the sun uh, tomorrow in Cardiff? And we'll talk more about that match a bit later on. But uh, all in all, a good episode of NXT UK, Kieran. Um, any final thoughts on this week's NXT UK before we move on to NXT? I just I just want to take a shout out to Zach Gibson. Um, if you listen to his promo when Gallus come out, it was like, oh yeah, then Gallus. And then he, if, when um, Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews music hit, he went, oh great, here comes the Irish wet wipes. Yeah, line of the night. Yeah, brilliant. It just made me giggle as soon as he said it. I was just like, yeah. <laughs> it, was it was good. It was good. That's what Gibson does. He's brilliant on the mic. I, I can't wait to see him at Still Chasing as well. Yeah, 
definitely. Um, then on to this week's NXT then. Uh, well, this week's episode... Uh, uh, promised to be an excellent episode from the off and uh, it was advertised last week that we'll be seeing Keith Lee in his long-awaited and much-anticipated rematch from well over six months ago now against Dominic Dijakovic as well as the Street Profits versus the Undisputed Era for the uh, NXT Tag Team Championship so those two matches we'll be covering very very soon in our rundown of NXT um, uh, so yeah, it promises to be an excellent episode of NXT. What were your thoughts going into it? Obviously, you've seen all the hype you possibly saw last week's episode. Two big matches, Keith Lee versus Dijakovic and uh, the Street Profits putting their title on the line versus the Undisputed Era. Were you kind of excited before this episode of uh, NXT? What were your thoughts going into it? I was excited for Keith Lee, Dijakovic. Yeah. Because, let's face it, we've waited six months for this match, six months plus for this match. Definitely. Um, you knew it was going to be a barn burner. Um, I wasn't actually looking forward to the Street Profits Undisputed Era match because it was ruined for me. Ah, so somebody spoiled it, did they? <laughs> yeah, the internet. The internet spoiled it for me. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, um, I won't get too deep into that because then we'll give some we'll, stuff away before. Absolutely, the, yeah. But uh, um, our first match of the night on this week's NXT was Cammy Fields versus the new EO Shirai. So uh, Shirai doesn't wait. Uh, she doesn't need to be asked twice. Coming straight out of the blocks with a stunning drop kick onto her opponent as soon as the bell rings. Uh, Cammy Fields does attempt to fight back, however, but Shirai connects with a palm strike, uh, then a pair of running knees in the corner uh, before climbing the turnbuckles to deliver her patented moonsault. But as the referee goes to count to three, EO breaks breaks her own pin in attempts by pulling her opponent off the canvas by the hair. Instead, EO shows us a, a move that we haven't really seen much of from her of late. Um, her Karajuki or Karajuku clutch causing her opponent to tap out for all she is worth, giving the submission win to the new Io Shirai. However, the new Io Shirai doesn't wait to, uh, she doesn't want to leave without putting an exclamation point on her victory as she collects a kendo stick from underneath the ring and uh, to add further punishment to her fallen opponent. However, before Io could put the kendo stick to good use, she's chased down by a vengeful Candice LeRae who pulls the kendo stick away from EO and gets a couple of good shots in of her own, causing EO to scurry back up the ramp, looking less than pleased at what just happened between her and Candice LeRae. So Kieran, I'm really enjoying everything about the new EO Shirai. Love her new darker heel personality. Just like uh, Bray Wyatt's new character, The Fiend, I think that this is possibly the, the second best thing to get excited about as far as characters are concerned uh, on WWE TV programming at the moment. And it looks as though Candice LeRae isn't quite finished with her former best friend, especially after their epic epic match at TakeOver Toronto a few weeks ago. Uh, what were your thoughts on kind of this opening segment to uh, tonight's show? So it was a given that EO was going over. It didn't matter who popped up. Um and we kind of guessed that the feud was going to carry on because of how the match ended at TakeOver. Um, don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm not complaining about it. If they start doing matches with some sort of stipulation between these two, they can drag this feud on half a year. They could do Johnny Gargano, Champa sort of stuff, and everyone would still watch it because those two together in the ring is entertainment. Yeah. And I look forward to when they wrestle again. And I will probably stay up and watch it live because 
unfortunately, I didn't get to do that with TakeOver. <laughs> a um, missed opportunity but their, their match at takeover was in my opinion possibly the best match of the night even though you had that classic uh, two out of three falls gimmick match between gargano and cole to cap off takeover toronto um i think that not necessarily the surprise of the night but a lot of people's opinion for match of the night was io shirai versus candice larray so they've got something good there definitely yeah and it'd be nice to see if they actually utilize it the bit I'm slightly concerned about with this is because obviously they're going slightly darker with those two. And obviously NXT is now going to two hours on USA. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they're going to... But again, these are all pre-taped, so you can't really put into action what they're going to do now that they're officially going to Fox because it was done beforehand. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see over the next few weeks where they go with it. Because um, obviously now they've got stuff planning for that sort of stuff and feuds they're going to have around that sort of time and era. You know for a fact they're going to want their first show on the live one to be massive. So it wouldn't surprise me if you saw some sort of stipulation, some sort of stipulation match for the opening show for that. Yeah, but it'd be interesting to see. Definitely. And, and speaking of that, I think we're only, uh, let's see, I think we're only two or three weeks away from the first live two hour show uh, of NXT on USA. So um, whatever they filmed, whatever's in the can is pretty much uh, all that's going to be pre-taped going forward, uh, because from a couple of three weeks time, it's going to be live, live, live and two hours of it every single week. Um, but after this match, uh, we then get a video package about Kushida showing us clips of all his victories to date. Uh, but I'm still waiting for Kushida to have that uh, one star making match, um, what that one star making performance, as he's uh, not been involved in any memorable feuds, uh, which is something he desperately needs before uh, the shine well and truly fades from Kushida's star. I'm still a big fan of his. I think he's an excellent in-ring performer, um, possibly similar to Ilya Dragunov in a way that um, maybe his uh, lack of promo skills um he's, he's possibly doing him more harm than good i don't know or possibly possibly that lack of feud of star making feud is uh is not doing him any favors um in a very similar situation to Ilya dragonov that we spoke about earlier um but uh, then we get the match that everybody's talking about uh, certainly match of the week match of the month a lot of people are calling it the match of the year. Um, but Keith Lee versus Dominic Dijakovic, it uh, was the much-anticipated rematch uh, from the match over six months ago between these two very athletic heavyweights. And uh, they had that very memorable TV match on an episode of NXT that went to a double count-out on that occasion. Uh, from then, everybody was keenly looking forward to their rematch, which was originally rumoured to take place around WrestleMania weekend and could possibly have been on the TakeOver New York card back in April, but uh, was obviously uh, canned due to Dijakovic's uh, injury. Um, and uh, yes, um, he's been kept on the shelf due to injury until now. So uh, just to go through some of the key spots in this uh, very, very um, highlight-packed and eventful match, there's strong Keith Lee chants before the bell even sounds um, from, the, from, the, from the Full Sail fans. Uh, Keith Lee demonstrates his power and agility with a leapfrog, um, a shoulder barge tackle and a double hand slap with Dijakovic then getting his, home, his own back with a big boot to the face of Keith Lee. Keith Lee then slingshots himself into the ring with a high cross body before getting a two count with a gigantic lariat turning Dijakovic inside out. Then in a shocking move, 
Keith Lee delivers a pop-up powerbomb onto his opponent, onto the side of the ring, uh, with Dijakovic landing hard on the ring apron and onto the floor on the outside. Then Dijakovic delivers a super kick, sending Lee uh, to the outside himself before executing an excellent um, somersault plancher over the top rope, demonstrating his agility that shouldn't be normal for a man of his size and stature. Uh, then Keith Lee catches Dijakovic in midair um, into like a, a powerbomb stance only for Dijakovic to backflip off of Keith Lee's shoulders, almost landed on his feet. Uh, once again, another sight to be seen from such a big man. Dijakovic then drops Lee with a suplex, then a stunning moonsault of his own with Lee managing to kick out after two. Then both men standing precariously on the top turnbuckle. Keith Lee somehow manages to hit an avalanche Spanish fly for another close near fall. And the fans uh, full sail completely lose their shit at this point. Um, and they're, they're all watching. Some, they know they're watching something special. And the uh, audience at home know that this is uh, definitely a match of the year contender. Everybody's on their feet chanting NXT, NXT, NXT. Keith Lee. Uh, gets stopped from delivering something else from the top rope before Dijakovic catches the 340-pound man um, on his back, on his shoulders, to deliver his Feast Your Eyes finisher to get the the hard-fought win, the 1-2-3 in this outstanding match. So I might go far as to say that this is possibly my match of the year, certainly up there. Um, but uh, Kieran... This was an incredible match. And uh, yeah, I, I don't mind having to wait six months plus uh, for a rematch if this is what we're going to get between these two fantastic wrestlers. Um, I'd love to know your thoughts on this one. Right. So I actually watched both shows yesterday. Um, so obviously, because we're going to still chase him, my girlfriend hasn't seen much of Keith Lee's stuff. So I made her sit there and watch this match with me. And... I think both of us the whole way through were like, ow, ouchie, that looks painful. Yeah. <laughs> but in the same breath as well, we were both like, wow, how are these guys doing this? Obviously, I, I know Keith, what Keith Lee's capable of. And if anyone watched the World Collides tournament over WrestleMania weekend, and if you saw Dijakovic's match with Luke Harper, you'd know what Dijakovic's about. If you haven't yeah. watched, watch it. Brilliant. Luke Harper, Dijakovic at... Um, World to collide over WrestleMania weekend. Absolutely brilliant match. Um, I want to so I'm just going to say this. This is probably two of the best talents that they've got on the NXT roster currently, but they're not utilising. If that makes sense. Yeah. And six months ago when this feud was going on, you, you'd probably in your head have gone, whoever wins this is going to be number one contender for the title. I don't think that's gone through any of their minds yet. I've got a feeling we're going to see another Dijakovic Keith Lee match with some sort of stipulation. I'd love to see him Laugh Man standing, Iron Man, 30 minute Iron Man match, those two going out for 30 minutes would be amazing. And I don't care when it is, what time it is, I'd watch it. Would not care. Um, I think it has to be, it has to be, the next match has to be a takeover match, surely. It has to be a takeover match. It has to have some sort of stipulation. And some sort of reward to it as well to keep us all kind of interested. Yeah. I say in, we're going to be interested because those two just make fire in the ring. Both their matches have been outstanding. So for me, I'd say maybe 30 minute Ironman match, make it for number one contendership. That would work. That would definitely work. Yeah. Would work. But uh... 
both then got something to fight for and you'd see even more come out of them. If you didn't think you could see more come out of them, trust me, there's more there. Um, yeah. But you saw the fans lose their shit in full sale. I know that I was, my eyes were out on stalks when I was watching this match this afternoon and uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. And yeah, I, I think the fans want more. And uh, I think as long as they want more, then, you know, these two can continue wrestling these sort of matches week in, week out, as far as I'm concerned. But their next match, it has to be a big match. It has to be a featured match on a takeover. I think that's the only grandstand setting that uh, is big enough for these two uh, wrestlers, quite literally, to be honest with you, um, certainly with their their size and stature and agility. Um, but um, yeah, and I, I think Keith Lee, um, I, I've said it all along, he's been with the WWE for well over, been with the NXT brand for well over a year, uh, but they've not done an awful lot with him. This feud between him and Dijakovic has worked, and this has been kind of the one feud that has really made Keith Lee interesting, but he's got so much charisma charisma and personality and presence um so i think that you know they need to look at keith lee as potentially a, a big star for the future he needs to be on everybody's lips in about six months maybe a year's time as an nxt champion um or possibly in content contention because he is the, the total package if you look at what he can do in the ring and what he can do on the mic um but uh yeah uh, this match uh definitely uh up there with one of the best matches of the year yeah, couldn't agree more. And I'd tell anyone who hasn't watched it yet, watch it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And for those, you know, wrestling fans that have got a downer on uh, WWE and anything WWE related, NXT is, is kind of like the indie promotion of WWE, you could say. And uh, you've got some amazing talents that have been signed to NXT over the last few years or few months or few weeks. They keep picking up um, excellent talent from around the world and uh, Keith Lee is definitely one of those, along with uh, Dijakovic. But um, after the match, uh, we then get a career retrospective on Johnny Gargano, documenting his, his rise in NXT, his days as tag team champions with Tommaso Ciampa, his, his two-year-long feud with Tommaso Ciampa as well, and his quest to become NXT champion. Uh, Johnny Gargano is, has to be considered. He has to be considered possibly the greatest NXT wrestler ever, um, especially when you consider how many five-star matches he's had, how many takeover main events he's had. And uh, uh, yeah, in my opinion, he's not only Johnny Takeover, he's Johnny NXT. But uh, he's not everybody's cup of tea, I have to admit. He's not everybody's cup of tea. And to be honest with you, I probably enjoy watching Adam Cole more than I do Johnny Gargano at the moment. Um, but uh, you've got to admit that when Johnny Gargano is in the ring, regardless of who his opponent is, he always pulls off an excellent, excellent match. Um, and he would you know, bleed and die for that company. He is definitely NXT through and through. And I think he's going to be one of the, the big faces that they're going to push and promote when NXT goes live for two hours on the USA Network in a few weeks' time. So uh, definitely a, a nice video package here. Hopefully it's not um, been designed because Johnny Gagan is going to be moving on uh, to the main roster or somewhere. But um, yes, hopefully we've got Johnny Gargano on the uh, NXT brand for a long time to come. And then we get a recap um, of the ongoing feud between Mia Yim and Shayna Baszler, with Mia Yim asking William Regal for another opportunity at Shayna and the NXT Women's Championship, with Regal telling Yim that uh, she's had her opportunity at TakeOver, and it ended up um, with uh, her getting attacked last week by Shayna and the rest of the horsewomen. 
We then greeted by a special appearance from Shayna, uh, Marina and Jessamine, the, the, the four horsewomen, the MMA horse, horsewomen with an in-ring uh, promo segment. Uh, but before any words could be said, we get an appearance from former NXT UK women's champion Rhea Ripley to a huge ovation from the full sale crowd. Rhea then snatches the microphone from Shayna's hand before uh, Shayna even has a chance to utter a word. Uh, Rhea says that she knows what Shayna is going to say that she's beaten everybody in NXT. Then in what has to be the line of the night uh, and a real mic drop moment, Rhea says, uh, tell Shayna that uh, she hasn't beaten her yet, bitch. Uh, the horsewomen exit the ring and the fans go crazy for Rhea Ripley as she lays down the challenge for Shayna Baszler and her NXT Women's Championship. So Kieran, we're very familiar with uh, Rhea Ripley, obviously um, through her being former and the first ever NXT UK Women's Champion here. She kind of makes her NXT uh, debut face to face, a little bit of a, a challenge to Shayna Baszler and the line of the night. Uh, what are your thoughts on this and uh, seeing Rhea Ripley possibly staking her claim to being a number one contender for the championship somewhere down the line? So I've recently been thinking about like names to run through who she could face, Shayna Baszler, that yeah. thing. Um, Rhea Ripley's name didn't pop into my head but now I've watched it and I've actually seen those two kind of interact together and seen them next to each other would make sense definitely Um, they're the same sort of stature same sort of build they've got different sorts of training but I've got a feeling that they'd put more emphasis on Rhea Ripley's power in a feud between those two so Shayna goes for the Kirabuta clutch and Rhea Ripley just stands up with her on her back stuff like that so I'm intrigued to see where they go with it. I don't think it's time for Rhea to beat Shayna for the belt, but in the same breath, I think it's time for Rhea to go up to the main, uh, not Rhea, uh, Shayna to go up to the main roster. Um, there's so many potential, just there's so much potential for Shayna on the main roster. I mean, Shayna versus Becky would be amazing. Shayna versus Charlotte would be amazing. It's <sighs> It's a case of at the minute, we I don't know what they're going to do until they go to USA. We need to watch the first couple of weeks of USA to see what they're going to do with main roster pushes and stuff like that. Because I feel like they're going to hold back now because they want to go toe to toe with AEW. Yeah. And for me, it's going to stop development of certain people's careers. Um, I think Johnny should go to the main roster because I think he'll thrive there. Hell, do what he was doing just before WrestleMania, before Champa got injured. Have him doing three shows a week. He did it. He didn't complain about it. He loved True. it. Yeah. Um, so there's still that potential. You could have him on, because SmackDown's going on Friday anyway. So he's got two rest days either side as well. Yeah, yeah, you make some good points there, definitely. But uh, a really nice, uh, refreshing uh, change to see somebody different to challenge uh, Shayna Baszler, as in Rhea Ripley, for the uh, Women's Championship on NXT. Um, so I'll be interested to see where that leads. But I definitely agree. I think that uh, Shayna Baszler needs to go up to the main roster. There's a lot of fresh and exciting opposition that she could face on the main roster. And uh, one match that I wouldn't mind seeing down the line, possibly a little way down the line, might be uh, Shayna Baszler versus Ronda Rousey. Uh, that would be a match that I would definitely pay to watch. But uh, then we get an exclusive a video package uh, featuring the Bruiserweight, Pete Dunn. Uh, Dunn says that uh, he has everybody on notice, and if he wants something, he's going to take it. Dunn says that uh, if anyone wants to step to him, he'll break your fingers, and then he'll break your spirit. 
Then next week on uh, NXT, we'll be getting the Velveteen Dream versus Kona Reeves, as well as uh, the winner of the breakout tournament, Jordan Miles, going up against NXT champion Adam Cole, baby, uh, with Adam Cole's title being on the line after Miles laid down a challenge to Cole a couple of weeks ago. So a couple of good matches to look forward to there, especially Cole versus Miles. I think that's going to be absolutely fantastic. But Kieran, let's have a look and uh, let's talk about this week's main event of NXT. The Street Profits, current NXT Tag Team Champions, putting their titles on the line against the Undisputed Era. So this match was a rematch following um, their victorious outing for the Street Profits at TakeOver Toronto, where video evidence proved that the illegal member of the Undisputed Era was indeed pinned at the end of that excellent match. Bringing this to today, uh, which will present to the Undisputed Era a chance to be three times NXT Tag Team Champions uh, with a really big match feel and uh, with a big match introductions. The match kicked off with both members of the Profits performing double flapjacks on uh, on Kyle O'Reilly. Montez Ford then delivers a slingshot crossbody back inside the ring onto Bobby Fish. Fish and O'Reilly slow the match down with classic tag team action, classic tag team wrestling, keeping Montez Ford caught in the Undisputed Era's corner. Ford does manage to get the tag to Angelo Dawkins and like a, a ball of fire, uh, Dawkins connects with an exploded suplex, a couple of corkscrew splashes um, and a huge spear for a two count. Dawkins then drops Fish with a, an overhead uh, kind of like a German suplex throw, uh, but is brought down to earth with a chase in the dragon for a two count from Kyle O'Reilly. Dawkins is suffering with a leg injury at this point. However, the match spills um, into a bit of a, a melee, a bit of a fight between all four uh, competitors in the centre of the ring. O'Reilly applies a triangle on Dawkins, but the more powerful Dawkins manages to power up uh, and lift O'Reilly into like a buckle bomb before delivering a frog splash. Uh, but before the referee could make the count, Bobby Fish grabs hold of Kyle O'Reilly and uh, drags him to safety on the outside. That was only until Montez Ford uh, drops both of his opponents with a Topecon hero on the outside. However, soon after and back inside the ring, Montez Ford misses his patented frog splash with Fish and O'Reilly delivering their high-low finisher, hooking the leg, getting the three count. And there we have it. The Undisputed Era now three times tag team champions in NXT with uh, with Adam Cole, the current NXT champion. They're only one step away, Kieran, from fulfilling their prophecy of having all the gold in NXT. And that was a, a great match to cap off this week's episode of NXT. Uh, we have new tag team champions, um, Kyle Riley, Bobby Fish. I think this is only um, the second time that Bobby Fish has been tag team champions with the Undisputed Era and the third time for Kyle O'Reilly. Riley. So give us your thoughts on this match and uh, the fact that we have new champions. So interesting tidbit that was actually given to me by Ashley Clement. Um, Undisputed Era have only ever won the titles at full sale. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's what he messaged me telling me earlier. I wasn't yeah, no, sure. no, that makes sense. Because I think um, just thinking back to TakeOver New Orleans last year, um, I think they were, were they already tag team champions going into it. And uh, Adam Cole had to defend the belt or Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole um, yeah. had to. So they were already champion. Yep. Yeah, so you, you're quite right. I think, you, yeah, you're possibly right yeah, on that they, one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Thanks, Ashley, for that. You've made me look a bit smarter. Um, <laughs> but um, I felt the match was lacking something, personally. Um, 
Do you I think it was think because we had that awesome match earlier earlier on in the night between Keith Lee and Dijakovic? Do you think that had we not have had that match on the same episode, that the main event would have uh, would have seemed a little bit better? Uh, yeah, probably. But for me as well, I think the internet ruined it for me because I already knew the outcome of the match as well. Yeah. So. Spoilers. Yeah. Um, so yeah, for me, I just couldn't really get into it. Um, don't get me wrong. Like, if you want to watch like classic wrestling and stuff, it's a match worth. The thing is, is no matter whoever goes against the undisputed era, because of the legacy of just Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish as a tag team, just outside of WWE, not even including WWE, you'd always put them as a strong favorite in any match. Um, like they said before they came out, they've held titles everywhere they've been. Um. So, I don't know. I kind of, every time I see UE go up against someone for the tag titles, I, I'd always put UE over because I just, it's it's UE. You don't really vote against Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. And we've spoke about Kyle O'Reilly in depth after Super Strong Style, actually, about how we thought he's missing a singles push because he could do it. He's got everything. And... Yes, they're one step closer to all the gold, but I can't see Roderick Strong holding that North American title. I just can't see it. Um, but like, it, it's UE, he'll get it through some sort of interference. But um, yeah, it's a tough one because then if they get all the gold, who are they going to put up to take it away from them? Mm. That, that's, that's my issue. Unless they do something with obviously this Jordan Miles Adam Cole match, and then they, I don't know, they build it up to something where uh, it's a tough one to predetermine because obviously if you had Jordan Miles win, you'd probably put three of the breakout tournament guys in there. What better way to have three new guys go up against three established guys and make a name for themselves, even if they come out on a losing end? It's yeah, I, I'm going to predict that, um, that that Roddy Strong gets a shot at the Dreams North American Championship on one of the first uh, two-hour live shows on the USA Network. And I think that, you know, as a big kind of main event to counteract whatever's going on on the other side on TNT with uh, AEW, um, I think that they could, we could be seeing a, a title change with Roddy possibly taking the North American Championship. Now, don't get me wrong, I, I don't ever want to see the Velveteen Dream lose his North American Championship unless it's guaranteed that he's going to be the next NXT champion. Um, but, uh, and I think, you know, when you compare the Velveteen Dream as a character to Roderick Strong as a character, um, it's like chalk and cheese, to be honest with you. Um, but uh, I think it will happen. I think they're going to save it for one of the live episodes, one of the live two hours on the USA Network Um so that they do have that kind of photo opportunity, that moments, that, you know, history making moment of having uh, all the gold. As they said at the beginning of the year, the prophecy was for each of uh, member of the Undisputed Era, the stable to have all the gold before the end of 2019. I think it will happen uh, just from a storyline standpoint. I think they need to follow through on that. But um, yeah, yeah, completely agree with all your sentiments there. Um, but uh, yeah, a lot of people are saying that this was, one of the best episodes of NXT for a long time. And I have to agree. I think when you look at uh, how it started with uh, the, the the exchange we had between Candice LeRae and Io Shirai after Io Shirai's uh, win, 
the outstanding match between Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic. Uh, we had Rhea Ripley in her face-off with Shayna Baszler and calling her a bitch. And their new tag team champions with the Undisputed Era being three-time tag team champions. A really, really good episode of NXT. Uh, makes me want to see more. <laughs> makes me want to see it for two hours. And uh, that will be my wish very, very soon. But uh, I'll tell you what, let's, um, let's move tact slightly, Kieran. And let's talk about NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff. And let's talk about all the matches that we take place tomorrow night. Uh, pretty much 24 hours from now. Me and you will be there in the Motor Point Arena. Um, along with a few other thousands NXT UK fans. And uh, these are the five matches that they have penciled in so far. So you've obviously got Travis Banks versus Noam Dar, Dave Mastiff versus Joe Coffey. Uh, you've got a, a three-way triple threat for the tag team titles. Uh, Zach Gibson and James Drake versus Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster versus Mark Coffey and Wolfgang, uh, otherwise known as the Grizzled Young Veterans, the South Wales Subculture and Gallus. And then you've got uh, Tony Storm defended her NXT UK Women's Championship against Kaylee Ray. And then Walter, of course, the current WWE UK champion against uh, the first ever UK champion, Tyler Bates. So let's uh, pick through the bones here. Uh, Travis Banks versus Noam Dar. So I think out of all of them, this is probably the match that I'm least excited about. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a hell of a match. Uh but Travis Banks has never really been, you know, Mr. Personality as far as I'm concerned. I like his in-ring stuff. Noam Dar, I like him for a heel. Um, and I think he is connecting with the audience whenever he does uh, wrestle or pick up a microphone. Um, but uh, what's your thoughts on Travis Banks versus Noam Dar? Um, potentially it could kick off the show tomorrow. It, it will kick off the show tomorrow. It's, it's got to. I think it's the match that's had pretty much the least anticipated build up to it I mean they could have done more this week on NXT UK to build it up like have one of them come down to cut promo have the other attack put a bit more fuel on the fire let's yeah. say but at the minute it's it's literally just come down to no, Travis Banks had a match no Amdar was on commentary called Travis Banks a good boy now they're having a match it's um, it's not like especially enticing booking shall we say Mm. Um, I'm interested to see how the match goes because their, their styles are slightly similar but kind of different at the same time. They both utilise strikes. Um, I've seen Travis utilise submissions. Obviously, Noam Dar's got his heel hook. Um, I don't know. It could, it could, it could possibly if they get enough time and they're creative enough. It could be match of the night, but. For me, like you said, it's the match I'm least interested in for storyline-wise because there's nothing that really comes out of it. Um, for me, anyway, there's nothing that really comes out of it. Um, shall, I, shall I throw a little bit of a, a spanner in the works? I, I think that this is where Jordan Devlin comes into it. And I think I said, possibly in last week's episode, that this is where I think... Jordan Devlin will insert himself into the match or get inserted into the match. He's obviously got um, a history on NXT UK with Travis Banks, obviously uh, putting Travis out of action before the match in Blackpool in January, which then led to Finn Balor taking on uh, Jordan Devlin um, for that show. 
Um, he's not got so much of a, a storied history with Noam Dar on NXT UK, but I know that Jordan Devlin has a uh, history with Noam Dar outside of NXT UK, certainly on the independents. And they have, I'm pretty sure they faced each other on one of the early progress chapters. Um, so I, I think that there's a possibility where that this could potentially be a three-way. Certainly that's my thoughts anyway. Um, if it were to go to a three-way match, I've got to pick Jordan Devlin. If it was to stay a, a straight one-on-one singles match, um, I think I'm going to go with with Travis Banks, with the fan favourite on this occasion. But what's your thoughts? If it goes the three-way like you like you predicting, then yeah, Devlin. Um, I'm going to mix it up a bit. Um, I think Dar's on a bit of a push. He's developing his character. Um, he's pretty much said what his contract entices. So I think Dar would probably go over if it stayed one-on-one. Yeah, good shout, good shout. Uh, then we got to the last man standing match between Dave Mastiff and Joe Coffey. So, of course, last time round in Blackpool, Joe Coffey was in the main event facing Pete Dunne for the WWE UK Championship. And that was a hell of a match. I don't care what anybody says. I absolutely loved that match. Uh, Dave Mastiff was also on that show. He was in a, a similar kind of last man standing match with Eddie Dennis in Blackpool. But uh, this time it's going to be two big balls. Uh, Joe Coffey, Dave Mastiff. Two guys that aren't afraid to kind of butt heads, so to speak, and they probably will do a fair bit of headbutting in this match. Uh, Dave Mastiff, we haven't seen so much of him uh, since Blackpool, to be honest with you, on NXT UK TV, but he does pop up here and there. Joe Coffey, of course, is a is a mainstay within the Gallus stable. Um, so I am looking forward to this match. I'm interested to see kind of where it goes, literally, whether it goes out of the ring, around the ring, or in the crowd, uh, whether they use any any gimmicks or any weapons. Uh, but uh, I'm looking forward to more than anything the kind of hard hitting um, kind of style from these two, the no nonsense, and it will be pretty you know hardcore i think the last time we saw these two go at it they did beat the living hell out of one of one another and it led to a count out a double count out so uh for this one um i'm gonna go with joe coffee um i think out of the two he's the one with the, the brightest uh future but uh what say you kieran what do you think about uh, this match joe coffee dave mastiff last man standing don't get me wrong i love the bomber dave um he did a show with a promotion local to me when I was training with him at the time. Um, lovely, lovely man, to be fair. Absolutely lovely. Not a bad word to say about him. But I think the way he's been booked on NXT UK is not fantastic. Um, so you've got this like legit big, tough guy that would take pretty much anything to be beaten. And he would be perfect to go up against Walter because he would be the perfect person to counter Walter's strength and his manipulativeness with his own but again in the same breath Joe Coffey could do the same thing I think a Joe Coffey Walter match would be insane for the title um, so yeah I'm going to go Coffee on this one just for storyline benefits obviously if Walter I don't know, kills Tyler um, they need another faction to go against Imperium and who better than Gallus hmm yeah, definitely looking forward to that one. I think it's going to be, like I say, two big bulls going at it head to head. Then our next match, the triple threat tag team match for the NXT UK Tag Team Championships. Current champion, uh, the grizzled young veterans, Zach Gibson and James Drake versus Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster versus Gallus. So uh, Flash Morgan Webster, Mark Andrews got inserted into the match fairly late on after kind of 
been successful in their qualified matches, you could say the chance to prove themselves and to earn um, a shot for their team um, and to be worthy of uh, being part of this uh, tag team championship match in Cardiff. I think uh, no matter what anybody says, we're all big fans of Zach Gibson and his promo skills. As much as we say we hate him, we love him really. Um, and James Drake, Mr. Mayhem, uh, Wolfgang and Mark Coffey. Uh, yeah, I like Wolfgang, Mark Coffey, good team. Um, but uh, what's your kind of thoughts on these three teams and where you think it might end up in Cardiff tomorrow night? Uh, see, part of me is going, they'll go with Webster and Andrews because it's Wales, blah, 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 boring, boring, boring. Um, let's give the crowd their home team the win. I, I don't like it when they do predictable booking like that. I hate it. Um, I'd love for them to give us a swerve, and I'm going to go with GYV on this one. Um, I love those two as a tag team. I love their mic work, and I want to see them actually legit finish up something with Mustache Mountain because their last match was um, interfered with. Yes. So I would like to actually see Mustache Mountain potentially take the titles off GYV and no one else, to be honest. Good shout, good shout. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I think out of the three, I'm definitely the, you know, the bigger fan of uh, GYV compared to the other two teams. I've got two kind of trains of thought with this match. And the first one is that um, I think that they probably will go with Mark Andrews, Flash, Morgan Webster for the hometown babyface popped. That kind of like a rocky moment where the underdog fights from underneath and overcomes the odds and uh, gets that big kind of baby face victory at the end. I think that's probably the, the most likely ending, in my opinion. Um, I've also also heard that there's a possibility of them adding a fourth team into the match. Um, could that team be Imperium? Uh, Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel? Could it be somebody else on the roster, another team? But um, if it stays with... Do, do, <laughs> say that again? Pete Dunn and Trent Seven. <laughs> well, yeah, you never know. They're, they're two big names that aren't on the card at the moment. Uh, but, uh, but I, you know, I think it's going to stay uh, a triple threat. Uh, so I don't think they're going to be adding another team. If they did, I'd love it to be Imperium. Um, and I, I'd love Zach Gibson and James Drake to uh, remain champions. But I think they're going to go with the, the hometown babyface pop. And I think that uh, Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews are going to take the gold uh, purely for storyline purposes. They've overcome the odds and uh, yeah, defeated all the baddies. Uh, let's talk about Tony Storm versus Kaylee Ray. So this is another match that's had a, an excellent build. I don't care what anybody says. This um, had an excellent build. I think Tony Storm has definitely pulled her weight from the promo side of things and uh, how the build has gone. I think the star of the, the build to this match has definitely been Kaylee Ray. I think that her mic work is possibly the, the best from the women's side of things on NXT UK, uh, that that cutting promo that she cut on uh, Tony Storm last week um, is, is possibly one of the best promos I've heard all year, to be honest with you. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that this one is definitely a, a proper rivalry um, and you can see the hatred that Kaylee Ray has for Tony Storm. And um, I think Kaylee Ray has to be marked down as the favourite for this one, to be honest with you. If you, if you put it all together, Tony Storm, on the other hand, she is a fighting champion um, and she is a tough cookie. She will definitely give as good as she gets tomorrow night. Um, but um, I don't know. 
I'd like to see new tag t- a, a new champion, a new women's champion at the end of this match. I don't know whether we'll get it. We could potentially see a Tony Storm uh, win, and then that will build to a rematch later on down the line. But I think if Kaylee Ray is going to be your women's champion, this is as good a night as any to change the the, the title to change hands uh, tomorrow night in Cardiff. But uh, that's my prediction. What about yourself, Kieran? Uh, Kaylee Ray versus Tony Storm. They need a new champ. Um, they need to free up Tony Storm to go to do other stuff. I think maybe potentially go up to the NXT roster, especially going live on USA. Um, I think that's probably a better way to go for him. So give it to KLR. Um, but like you said, it's kind of unpredictable with what they want to do. Um the problem I have with this is I feel like Katie Ray has done most of the build work. And Tony's in her promo replies, has been quite short and blunt with her replies. Um, so I think, as you said, I think this has been majority made by Katie Ray. But in the same breath, we have seen a bit more personality and a bit more depth to Tony Storm. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, for me, I think it'll have to be Katie Ray to free up Tony Storm to go up to NXT. Um, especially with them going to USA, they need to give Shayna people fight until they make, I'm going to call her Nightmare EO fighter for the title. <laughs> That's how it all started. This is yeah. how this whole turn started, was with Shayna. So it'd be brilliant for it to finish with EO taking the strap from her. Um, yeah. It, but we're looking like months and months in the future. You know what WWE are like. They can turn their ideas on and off in days. Um, it was something I was going to say when we were talking about the Kenny Williams match. So they've done all this build-up with Kenny Williams. But as soon as Omir Jordan comes back, they're just going to chuck him in a tag team with him again. And it's it's going to just kill all his momentum again. Um, yeah. But anyway, I'm going off on a tangent. So yeah, for me, KLR. And just to free up Tony Storm to go do some other stuff. Yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting. Uh, to be honest with you, I I wouldn't mind if Tony Storm retained. I wouldn't be disappointed if she retained because I think going back to one of your points, and I think it's an, an excellent point, she has shown a bit more personality and a bit more charisma, um, you know, in the build up to this match. And uh, I think she's reacted well to anything that Kaylee Ray has, has thrown at her. You know, she she's she, she's appeared upset when she's meant to be upset, and she's appeared, you know, kind of happy when she needs to be happy so i think her a character and uh, personality has developed a little bit in this feud alone so uh like I, said, I wouldn't be disappointed if it's uh tony storm or kaylee ray i'm just looking forward to an excellent match and i know that's exactly what we're going to get between these two then on to the main event walter the current wwe united kingdom champion beat of course uh pete dunn in New York over WrestleMania weekends to be the new champion after Pete Dunne's, was it 682 days as champion? Um, and he's going up against Tyler Bates, the first ever WWE UK champion. And of course, Tyler Bates won the championship back in, in January 2017. So, uh, Yes, nearly a year and a half, two years ago uh, since Tyler first picked up the championship. But he's here. Um, it's a proper David and Goliath story. Like I said, their match for progress at Hello Wembley last summer. It was an epic 30-minute encounter between those two. I don't see this one being any different, to be honest with you. Um, I think Walter is obviously going to dom- dominate with his size and his strength. Um, but Tyler Bates is going to come back um, as the underdog, showing his power, 
um, and showing his fire. And I think that uh, it's going to be a very interesting match. Is Tyler going to have enough fire? And is he going to have enough stamina and enough power to overcome Walter? I think he's going to get it close. I think he's going to hit the Tyler Driver 97 again. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if Imperium come out to try to interfere. It wouldn't surprise me if Trent Seven's there to try to fight them off. And possibly Pete Dunne could be there to fight them off as well. Um, but uh, I've got to go for a Walter retain here. I think he's going to win um, because I don't think Tyler Bates is going to be the man to take the title away from Walter. I think, you know, Walter's going to hang on to the title for a little while to come, uh, but I don't think it's going to be Tyler Bates' turn. Definitely a worthy and credible contender uh, tomorrow night against Walter. Um, to be honest with you, I can't think of anybody better to go up against Walter um, under the circumstances, but uh, I've got to pick uh, the ring general on this occasion to retain. What about yourself, Kieran? I'm going Volta. Yeah. So- Got to be Walter, like you said, storyline purposes and stuff like that. They've got so many angles they can go with with this as well. So, obviously, with the outcome of potentially two of the matches previous to this. So, like you said, if they put Imperium in that Fatal 4-Way to make the Triple Threat a Fatal 4-Way, have Imperium win those titles, have Coffee, then beat Mastiff, then have, obviously... uh, Walter retain. Sorry, I lost my train of thought there. Um, you could, like I said before, who better to go up against Imperium than Gallus? I mean, you've got, you've got two Scottish guys you can add to it. You've got Kenny Williams, Noam Dar. You've got there's potential to bring in other talent that's Scottish into it. I mean, they've got the depth to build a quite lengthy Gallus versus Imperium storyline, and just with the size of some of the people in Gallus, it could work. Um, but again, it's WWE. It's it's fantasy booking I'm coming out with. Um, but yeah. I love I love it when you do your fantasy booking, Kieran. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the it's, it's the highlight. <laughs> it, it, but again, it, it, where I'm coming from is from a fan standpoint. Yeah. You can't you can't turn around and say you wouldn't love to see Imperium versus Gallus. Because you know for a fact that would be insane. And you've got war games coming up soon, actually. In yeah, uh, October. Uh, October, yeah. yeah. Shove, shove some NXT guys in war game. Imperium versus Gallus in war game. That would just be saying. good. Just saying. <laughs> that would be good. That would be good. Um, so yeah, you're going with Walter. I'm going with Walter. So I think we both agree on that one. Um now, a couple of the matches that could be on the undercard, they did mention on this week's NXT that uh, NXT UK that next week we'll see Rhea Ripley versus Piper Niven and Cassius Ono versus Jack Gallagher. Now, I've checked through all the matches that took place in the NXT UK Plymouth tapings, and I couldn't see these two matches um, on on that on the, those two evenings, those two uh, lots of tapings. So I'm assuming that these are going to be matches that will be taped on the pre-show on the undercard to the main show tomorrow night. It's Rhea Ripley versus Piper Niven. They've obviously had a, a bit of a, a lengthy feud um, that, that's been going quite a few months now. And Cassius Ono versus Jack Gallagher. We touched upon that earlier, where Gallagher uh, got defeated uh, on NXT UK TV with his foot underneath the ropes. Um, so those would be two good matches to kind of kick us off if they are on the pre-show. Um, but uh, let me throw out a few names out there, Kieran. You, you t- kind of tell me where you think they might appear uh, tomorrow night, if at all. So first of all, 
let's see. I've already said where I think Jordan Devlin might appear, but uh, what's your thoughts on Jordan Devlin and where do you think he might turn up tomorrow? I want him to turn up in the main event. And I stated it when we were talking about it earlier. I think put Jordan in there, make a trickle threat, it'd be amazing. It would just add another bit of another bit of a twist to the main event. Okay. Um, just, just that's just again fantasy booking. Um, yeah. But again, there's no real hype to it, and it would take the storm out of the obviously Imperium versus British strong style stuff. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, <sighs> That's and I said earlier that he might he might be uh, uh, it might turn the singles match between Banks and Noam Dar into a triple threat. So what about um, if I were to throw out the name uh, Cesaro? Uh, now we know that he he's going to be in Cardiff. Cesaro. Um, he told us all uh, via WWE.com exclusive uh, comments the other day when he was just going to the airport to come to the UK. But Cesaro, where do you think he's going to make an appearance tomorrow? Pete Dunne. Right. Okay. And it'd be perfect as well for Pete then to get involved in the main event if Imperium get um, get involved. So for me, it, it kind of makes sense. To... Good shout. Good shout. Like, my next. Oh, my next. Sorry, go on. Sorry, I was say this. We were talking about people potentially earlier to team up with Ilya Dragunov. Yeah. Cesaro. Yeah. Good. Good shout it, there. It, it'd be brilliant. They've both got similar wrestling styles, and I think together as a team, they're put on fire. I don't see it happening because obviously it's just a case of pairing Cesaro up with somebody else again, because that's what it feels like to me now with Cesaro. He never gets a singles push, and when you think he's going to go somewhere, they shove him with another tag team partner. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so my next name was going to be Pete Dunn, but uh, you've answered that one. Uh, final name then, uh, Eddie Dennis. So obviously uh, Eddie Dennis is from South Wales. Um, I spoke to Ashley Clement last week and he said that uh, uh, Eddie appears to be fully fit or very nearly fully fit, uh, but he's committed to NXT UK now. <laughs> no longer a progress guy, no longer an indie guy, um, committed 100% to NXT UK. If he's not fully fit, he's going to be very, very soon from his recent uh, uh, I don't know if it was a, a, a bicep tear or a shoulder tear, um, but uh, Eddie Dennis, being a South Wales guy, I'll be highly surprised if he didn't show up at some point tomorrow to make an appearance. Uh, what, where do you think we we'll see Eddie Dennis tomorrow? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you think he would just come on and do a promo? Yeah, um, I can't see him, obviously, because there's... <sighs> There's no real place you can put him. The only thing I was thinking of logically is really the last time we saw Eddie Dennis was in his match at Blackpool properly, anyway, with Matt. So I don't know if he could potentially come down after, rekindle his feud with Mastiff. Don't want to see it at all. Um, Just for progress fandom, on my opinion, I'd love to see Morgan Webster get taken out and have Eddie Dennis replace Webster and then reform FSU from the progress days. And um, yeah, again, fantasy booking, it never happened, but that that's what I, I dream would happen. Um, but yeah, for me, it'd just be promo work. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon he'll come out and, and cut a promo. Um, 
yeah, I think he's, he's got to show his face tomorrow. Well, Kieran, uh, that, that brings us to the end of this episode. We've uh, covered a lot. We've covered uh, NXT UK, NXT, two fantastic episodes there. Um, we've covered in detail our thoughts on the TakeOver Cardiff card and our predictions uh, for tomorrow night. And of course, me and you will be there. Um, before we say goodbye, uh, where can the Wrestling Majonas listeners catch up with you on social media? Uh, I know that you've launched a new Instagram page you want to tell us about. So tell us a little bit about that and where they can find you on Instagram. So, yeah, I've I've decided kind of to use the Wrestling Majonas podcast and my love for wrestling as a combined sort of thing. So I'll be every week I'll be reposting and all of the wrestling with John's stuff. Um, but I've also set, I've set up, so me and my girlfriend go on these adventures, wrestling adventures. It's going to be nice to actually take some pictures, share them with the world, maybe get some comments, maybe people can hit me up, send me some messages, ask me some questions. It's quite easy to find. Well, it's not actually, it's quite a long tag, to be fair. Um, it's Wrestling Adventures MK. The MK isn't because of Milton Keynes, it's the initials of me and my partner. Um, but yeah, you can hit me up on that. Um, Twitter, I'm at Reed Kieran. And Facebook, you can't miss me because I'm pretty much posting everything John posts. <laughs> there you go. So you're uh, uh, yeah, you, 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 an avid poster on uh, Wrestling with Johnners and uh, very, very kind of some, some really good contributions from Kieran. Um, but uh, Kieran, I want to thank you for coming on board uh, with this podcast this week and helping us out. And uh, we've thoroughly enjoyed your contributions. Uh, talk about NXT and NXT UK. And uh, I can't wait to meet up with you tomorrow. But uh, thank you for helping us with this week's episode, buddy. It's a pleasure as always. You know, I'm always happy to be on lighten your mood with my fantasy booking. Hopefully some of the fans like it as well. And hopefully one day WWE will listen and actually use <laughs> get you in the booking team, eh? get you in the booking team. <laughs> but uh, thank you, Kieran. Look forward to catching up with you tomorrow. But uh, join me again and the Wrestling With Jonas podcast on Sunday, where two episodes of the podcast will be dropping. The first of which will be AEW's All Out review episode, where Chris Thornton and Ash Crawford will be joining me to cover all the glorious action from AEW and their latest pay-per-view All Out uh, Coming to us uh, tomorrow night, all the early hours of Sunday morning, if you're going to be watching it from the UK. And then I'll be joined by David Anderson, where we will be covering NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff, um, a full review show there, also dropping Sunday afternoon. So please keep it tuned to the Wrestling Majonis podcast for all of your AEW, NXT, NXT UK updates. Um, and uh, if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, please don't forget to spread the word. Tell your friends, tell your family, and let's get even more people listening to the Wrestling Majonis podcast so please subscribe and share and like and uh, tell your friends but in the meantime from myself and from kieran thanks for listening we'll catch up with you all soon and uh, yeah take care have a great weekend